It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes, it's Superhero Slate. Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's morb it all out. Oh god, my name is Chris Dillard. <laughs> and my name is Mike Royer. You're not Mo- Morbius Royer? No, we're uh, just morbing it out. Just, yeah, god, it is morbin time if it's ever been one. <laughs> uh, you're killing me, you're killing me over here. This week we're talking um, our, our Disney Plus Day Wishes. I think this is a very important thing to discuss because they gave us a date and no content. It is the prime summer for streaming. That's not an Amazon Prime reference. I'm just now realizing this. Uh, <laughs> literally, there is a list of things we've watched here that's longer than I think things we would normally watch along the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we also break down our biggest summer movie wishes. And I said that, but we're just going to go through this list of movies coming out and more. Yeah, it's uh, we're technically in the first unofficial week of summer, right? You know, in the states over here, Memorial uh, Day was last week, so now we're fully into the the media consumption friz- yeah. frenzy that is the summer, and this summer definitely feels different, right, than last summer. Uh, even though I think there are some COVID cases on oh, the yeah. rise, and people have been very laxed in general because the. A lot of places are just assuming that it's over, but it seems like for the most parts, movie theaters are going to be staying open and raking in box office dollars. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think what I was saying through the whole pandemic was we won't kind of see the movie theaters back to normal until a movie breaks a normal movie record. Mm-hmm. And wasn't it Top Gun Maverick that just broke like the biggest Memorial Day weekend opening? It, it could have. Um, I, I would say Doctor Strange kind of did. Um uh, you know, being the first weekend of May, I think that kind of kicked everything off. But uh, like you, like we've talked, about, there's no diminishing returns, right? The second movie is the one we're looking at here. Like, can this sustain itself? And yes, yes, it did. And and we'll talk more about this later. But next week is probably going to be what uh, another huge record breaker with another Jurassic Park movie, I believe. Oh um, yeah, Fallen Kingdom or the first one, whatever the first one was. Uh, yeah, just Jurassic World. Uh, yeah, was the biggest one of the biggest movies of all time as well. Yeah, I'm all I'm vibing on dinosaurs right now yeah. uh, because I uh, went to uh, Universal Studios uh-huh. last weekend uh, and got to ride the new Jurassic World ride. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, uh, Apple Plus has their new David Attenborough narrated kind of do- dinosaur documentary planet Earth style thing. Yeah. So we were watching some of that. Uh, we'll be checking out. Uh, we actually get to see Jurassic World 3 a day early on Wednesday. Uh, my wife was able to flex us some uh, free tickets on that, so we we are all we're all all consumed by the dino right now. So mm-hmm. it's pretty exciting, even though I know there's no way this uh, Jurassic Park movie is going to recapture any of like the prestige of the first film. But it's just it's fun and stupid, and yeah. like they're treating dinosaurs like dogs now, basically. It's, like I don't I don't believe under any scenario. Even if we were able to bring raptors back to life, that they would just be as obedient as a well, golden retriever as they're trying to make it seem. Well, there's two there's two things. First, I want to mention that you talked about uh, the David Attenborough uh, dinosaur thing. His brother, mm-hmm. Richard Attenborough, is John Hammond from the first movie, by the way. Uh, which oh, bring, oh oh wow, I never put that together. Yeah yeah, it brings that full circle. That's, so I think that's that's really cool. 
Um, the other part of that is, uh, yeah, I think um, things we've learned since the original Jurassic Park is if dinosaurs came back, they're essentially birds. Birds are the descendants <laughs> of dinosaurs. So I just imagine a bunch of, like, large chickens uh, running around, uh, scraping and pecking, and not not really looking like lizards. So, like, I, to me, that's a little, a little funnier in my head. But, you know, uh, like you said, you, you can't beat dinosaurs. I still have not watched the last one, uh, Jurassic World. Um, so, like, it's one of those things, like, you know, um, is this the one that's going to bring back because it's got the original cast in it? But but we'll talk more about that here. But, like, you know, like you said, it is, it is we recorded this last, our last year, last Sunday, before Memorial Day. And to celebrate, mm-hmm. I'm actually drinking some red, white, and blue pop, like, uh, from, from Walmart here. The clear American. Pop, mm. to translate for other listeners, that is another way to say soda if you're well, not from the Midwestern states. I don't say pop, but that's the name on the bottle. So, uh, <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna roll with this. Um... You know, we're also foodies. We I, I've not had it yet, but Mike, I've, I've told him about the uh, Mountain Dew Typhoon. You can order again since it lost in Democracy ten years ago. And that's <laughs> out, and the blueberry Kit Kats are available if people are looking at them. I had to be halfway through Ohio to find them uh, this weekend myself. So uh, let's jump into what we've been doing. You know, uh, one thing I don't have here, Mike, is on Friday. Um, my wife is a huge fan of the uh, artist Halsey. Uh, mm-hmm. So we went uh, on a five-hour journey to Cleveland, or outside of Cleveland, Oof. to watch a Halsey concert. Um, God bless her. She didn't get us lawn seats. She didn't get us pit seats. We had a sign seating, and that made it all the better. Um, it, it's – I'm not I, – I know Halsey songs, but I don't know them. Like, I don't know the mm-hmm. words, stuff like that. Her newer album is uh, produced by uh, Trent Reznor, which is one of my favorite artists of Nine Inch Nails. So I, I really enjoy that album, but I haven't listened to it on um, – on repeat enough to know everything but i gotta tell you it's a pretty good show she's just as good in real life as as in uh as on the records so you know that's always something you kind of run a risk with and her her, her music kind of sounds you know um poppy right a little bit but uh really it's her and three other people doing music a, dr- a live drummer a guitarist and then a keyboardist uh and really really impressive uh you know uh you know performances and stage persona i would have to recommend it if anyone has a chance to watch her um whether you like whether you know her songs or not it's really really a good show and um the, one of the cool things about it is she sets it up in chat like the show set up in chapters so there's mm-hmm. like chapter one chapter two, chapter three and an epilogue and that was really cool like the songs all even like her older songs not just her new ones all tell a story really along the way and that was really fun so um recommend it the other cool part about this venue it's actually in a national park um, up in um, like a national forest in the the in out right outside Cleveland. So all the um, the venue has like wood accents like around the the stage area, but the rest is painted to look like wood. So it feels very very outdoorsy um, rather than um, like a like a stadium seating or like a convention center. Uh, and that was really cool because I've never been to something um, that that was felt so remote to watch a concert of such high. Um, not value, but like high notoriety, if you will, mm-hmm. along the way. So, um, really cool, really really fun time. But uh, as uh, some people may notice, I don't know if I even sound different. I have, my allergies are just kicking my ass from this outdoor event. So, uh, in my old age, um, finding you can't be outside more than three hours without, <laughs> you know, getting something wrong with you. The double the the, the double edged sword, right, yeah. of being outdoors and enjoying uh, Mother Nature. Yeah, right? did not get a sunburn, but it, if you didn't get some of the allergies, they'll get you. It's one of the two. <laughs> Uh, so that was it. And then also uh, something I just got out of watching earlier today, uh, a friend uh, of the show, Andrew, um, I, I used to share a bathroom with him in college. We had our those rooms uh, it, it, you, you at Kerry Quad. I remember the, the, the suites yeah. had the shared bathroom. 
So mm-hmm. um, he, he he lived across all, so we shared a bathroom. He uh, is in the area, and he invited me to watch Top Gun Maverick with him today. Um, and little to his knowledge or anyone else, but you, Mike, are probably... I, I I don't know the first Top Gun movie like the back of my hand. I, I, I remember snippets. I remember the highlights, right? The beach volleyball scene, the death of Goose, um, highway to the danger zone, of course, right? Um, but I couldn't I couldn't tell you the plot of that whole movie if I, uh, I mean, used that, and poked that, at me. I feel like that's about all you need to know. Uh, yeah. I always thought it was interesting, and I'm sure somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, and I'm sure they will, because I'm also not a scholar of the first Top Gun movie. But I always found it very, very strange that they don't – I don't believe that there's any action, like military action that happens in the first – film i believe it's just all training exercises in school as far as i can tell i don't know maybe somebody's yelling at me like no 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 the last 10 minutes there's actually a fight uh but i've heard that there's actually like an adversary in the new oh yeah yeah the the new one um you know it's very nostalgic it leans on the 80s guitar you know you have the the highway to the danger zone um you know we i always tell the story because we sat in comic-con 2019 with tom uh tom cruise Introduced the movie, he's like, "We filmed it, we're ready to go, right?" And then here we are, three eight years later, before we actually three watch years it. Years later, so um, it was really cool to to you know feel the hype off that, and then watch this, um, and you know it's um yes it's it's pretty good. I'd say it's it's fine, uh, but like it's it's very much a um, it's one of those like a, a tension between people kind of films, right? Like a, like it is a, it's more drama than action, but it's also like not like a a dreary drama a long way. Uh, I don't know if that makes any sense, but like there's a lot of really cool um, shots. I assume a lot of this is practical as we, as we, they told us when we were, mm-hmm. you know, at, at Comic-Con. So it looks really cool. It seems fun. Um, there is one scene early on in this film that they could only get once. Uh, and if they didn't get it, they would have lost it and not been able to use something like that. Uh, so um, I know you're, you plan to watch it next week. Uh, so I don't feel like I could tell you anything that would ruin this movie for you, but at the same time, I'd be interested to to see your you know your reaction on this because I know very little about flying. I just know whatever they're doing in this movie, whether it's real or not, I would never be able to do it myself. So, uh, I, I guess I um I applaud people who do this for a living and um you know uh, fly these planes because it's, it's just fantastic. It's awesome, uh, and and it's really really cool. So um yeah, I, I had a good. I, at the end of the day, I'm just gonna say I had a good time. Uh, with it, and you know, um, one of the actors in this is Miles Teller, who we remember from Fanforstic. Um, did not like him in that movie. Um, kind of put a bad taste in my mouth for him, but he is a great actor in this. Mike, I, I have to flip my script, if you will. Um, and well, I believe he, Miles really Teller great. is an Academy Award at least nominee. I don't remember yeah. if he won, so yeah, he's yeah. got the acting prowess. Well, yeah. Just, he, uh, Maybe not in a certain film. Well, yeah. Well, I would say... Well, I mean, there were some other movies that came out around that time where I'm just like, I don't... Like, the, the attitude he's putting off in these movies. I know he's an actor. He's supposed to... Just, like, kind of rub me the wrong way. Kind of like Jay Courtney, right, from Suicide Squad. I'm like, I don't I don't like you. I don't know what it is about you, but I just don't like you. Uh, but but really, really, you know, he's he's come of age in this. So it was really fun. So, um, yeah, I, I'd have to go back and probably watch the original now with this uh my my biggest concern uh was you know val kilmer is one of my favorite actors of that era right you know uh, top gun he was Iceman, batman um returns no not returns batman forever right the the, the third one uh you know kiss kiss Batman. he he has a um a condition where he's lost the ability to talk right we know that um and they were able to bring his condition 
and him back into this movie uh, respectfully, which was great. So um, that was really fun to see because you never know how they're going to handle that, right? Like, are they going to CGI a whole different person and use the, the analog robot, you know, uh, AI to, to do his voice for him or what? So mm-hmm. um, very, very cool to see they, they did it respectfully without just, you know, break like literally making a CGI character for him along the way. So uh, Top Gun Maverick, um, yeah, recommend it. It's a fun, fun little, fun little I'd say summer popcorn movie. But the night before that, as we got back from Cleveland, and I was feeling like hell from this car ride, Mike, uh, my wife was like, do you want to watch Chip and Dale's? I said, whoa, I don't think I'm ready for that kind of commitment, baby. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. That's a weird outline. Uh, but we got to watch Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. And you took the time while I was at Top Gun to watch Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers today. Yeah, so, I did. So um, I want to say that this is probably the most Easter egg-filled movie I've ever seen in my entire life. Ooh, you cannot take your eyes off of this, <laughs> which is difficult to do with, like, any streaming thing in your own home, right? Yeah. You know, your phone's just right there. You know, you got to check yeah. that text messages, refresh your email, see if you're missing uh-huh. out on anything. Like, Go ooh, grabbing a drink man. from the fridge? No. No, you can't and do all- it. And also, like, on top of it, like, not only do you have to parse through the backgrounds, but you have to parse, is what you're seeing a reference or, or is what you're seeing a reference of something that they couldn't yeah. quite get the IP for? So they drew something like the equivalent. Like, yeah. it is, uh, my wife and I still cannot fathom how they got the rights for some of these characters. Yes. Like, I, so, I just do not understand so. it. Just when we think our armchair quarterback lawyer in in each and every one of us yeah. knows how this might work. All of a sudden they're melting Shrek's face in a yeah. shot, which is a rival studio. Like how does that even, even happen? So the other, I mean, the other part of this, yeah, you know, we'll talk about, so the director is obviously Akiva Schaefer, right? I believe that's his name. Uh, one third of Lonely Island. Um, mm. He is able to pull studios that aren't just rivals, but like immediately, like there is a Batman in here. Uh, if this is a Disney movie on Disney Plus only. There's mm-hmm. Batman in here. Um, I would say the one that caught me off guard the most by far is Randy from South Park. Uh, oh, yeah. Sitting in a hot tub sauna. You're like, I'm like, they got South Park in on this whole thing? The, uh, the I was only, like, wow. The only thing that I can think, Chris, and I wish I knew a lawyer because I just I want to know an IP lawyer. I just want to go get lunch with them. I want to pick their brain. The only thing I know that's kind of somewhat related is like in the music industry, right? Where if you want to cover a song, you don't necessarily have to get like the permission to do it. You just have to pay the fee to cover it. So is is does that exist in Hollywood, right? Mm-hmm. Can you just pay like Sonic? and paramount to use sonic the hedgehog in your movie if you just pay up you know it's so strange like i know like disney is like a huge studio right and i'm sure some of these smaller properties right would love just to be seen by eyeballs and they don't care if they're a disney property or not but i'm just like thinking there was more than a few dreamworks references and wasn't that entire studio born basically out of spite (laughs) you know to fight disney so i just I would love, like, the behinds the scenes of this movie would probably be just as entertaining and fascinating as the movie actually was, and it was a good movie. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it, there's not a lot of heaviness to this movie, but to me, and I'm, I'm going to ask you this question, Mike, does this not feel like a sequel to Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Like, through oh, and through, like... Yeah, definitely like, like a companion piece, right? Yeah, like, there, there's obviously drip in um, the villain's 
tool kit, right? Which is what they use. Mm. In, but, like, it feels like this is the, like, if Who Framed Roger Rabbit just kept going, this is the world we'd be in, right? Like, the, the mm. behind the scenes of the animated and the, and the people living together. Um, yeah. I grew up watching Chippendale Rescue Rangers. When they when they had mm-hmm. the the super or the regular Nintendo video game cartridge on the desk, I'm like, oh my god, I rented that at the local video store so yeah. many times to play that I game. Like I I don't know if they just did such a good job crafting it if it if it was real if I ever held it in my hand, but I swear to God, Chris, I have held that same Pog Slammer yeah. in my hand. I don't know if it exists yeah. or not, but they made me think it existed, and they yeah. made me think it was part of my childhood. So they hacked yeah. my brain. They got in there. It was it was just so much fun. Yeah. Um, my wife had really no idea what she was going into, and at the end of it, she was like, "I am shocked." Yeah. It was as good as it was. Um, yeah. I would love to see this because, like, I know it's not the same, but I feel like the best way to kind of reboot things or adapt things is kind of using, like, meta commentary. You know, mm-hmm. the Lego movie did a great job at it, and the Lego movie formula was able to be adapted, you know, to Batman, right? So I would almost love to see this kind of expanded, and wouldn't it be cool if they did, like, DuckTales or oh, if they did... Uh, Darkwing Duck. Darkwing Duck, which <laughs> like, they kind of hint yeah. at, and yeah, the, like there's, there's there's so many things that they could do. There's the whole Disney afternoon from the 80s and 90s, right? Like mm-hmm. you know, a, a cartoon that was referenced to this that I remember watching was Gummy Bears, uh, right? Mm-hmm. Like you know, what what is this family of gummy bears doing later in life now that the show's been over and like they're all doing stuff? Um, it, it was it was really. Like I said, the story's kind of generic, but I think the characters, the voice acting, the you know, the nostalgia, the the cameos really just made me like drew this together for me at the end yeah, of the day. The- yeah, the farce of uh, everything was the best part of it, you know, yeah. where the stinky cheese, like it's almost like yeah. there's a version of this script where they're just like, write whatever you want as if this could be a rated R movie mm-hmm. and then just go ahead and do a find and replace for cocaine, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, which I really loved. Um, and that was kind of my favorite part. So whenever they were kind of like cheating the story or moving things along like a little artificially, I was like, mm-hmm. I don't care. I just want to get to the next joke. When that yeah. when that Muppet slash puppet of the yeah. cheese guy when his eyebrows when his eyebrows went raised, down yeah went down oh i i lost it yeah. and then he dropped his accent yeah. he's like, like oh my god yeah. this yeah. movie's the, the best it is it was so much fun like and and literally like i feel like this i would say this is like one of the movies that has like probably more freeze frames and analyzation than probably a lot of other movies in recent memory like mm-hmm. they've stopped and looked like who is this who is that uh, along the hallway, especially this convention center. Like, we all knew ugly Sonics in this, right? Like, yeah. they, they went and got ugly Sonic with the human teeth and made a point of it. Now, I want to <laughs> share a little fun fact with you. Mm-hmm. The original, in the original script for this, the storyboard artist, that was actually Jar Jar Binks instead of Ugly Sonic oh. in the original script. And you can find <laughs> the storyboards for that online right now. Uh, that would have been good. That, honestly, that would have been good too. Mm-hmm. I think Ugly Sonic works kind of better yeah. uh, in the zeitgeist at the moment, and it was yeah. just oh, it was great. And also, I will I'll adore any movie that pulls off a men's warehouse joke yes. because I'd make the "you're gonna love the way you look" reference all the time. Yeah. And then when when it wound up in this movie, and then they made a reference to the fact mm-hmm. that it was from Men's Warehouse, like you're never gonna get away with this. What the Men's Warehouse Where? reference? Yeah. I think I will. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yes, this movie is as the kids would say is is sending me so you uh huge huge recommendation you know my love for puns and muppets Mm -hmm. and i was like well sold like uh, honestly (laughs) he's got so many uh puns and muppets along the way uh he man was in it that was really fun Uh, Mm -hmm. yeah and then again paul rudd's aunt man 
uh, <laughs> where, where they he had a movie where he turned into ants, the A U N T S, and I was like, oh, this is this is fun. This is one. It's just one great. thing that was crazy is uh, you know my wife and I are fans of the creator of the show, um, Crazy Ex Girlfriend, uh, Rachel Bloom. And she is married to one of the writers of this movie. So I saw through social media that they they have been writing this movie for like years. Mm-hmm. Like I, I want to say at least they're working on early drafts of the script. I think they said when they were shooting that first season of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. So that would have been before we ever knew Disney Plus was ever even going to exist. So it it is curious to think like, oh, maybe this actually was going to go to the big screen at one point in time or something along those lines. So uh, I'm just hoping if they're going to do like a sequel or a fun iteration, hopefully we get it a little bit quicker. So hopefully maybe they're working on that next Mm -hmm. script already. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Well, I I think, you know, with Disney Plus, they turned some some stuff around. I remember that we talked about them filming it last year a little bit. Um, One of the the, the last thing I'll add to this is the voice of – Zipper was the Allstate guy. Uh, you're you're in Oh saying? yeah, I was like, ooh, smooth buttery <laughs> yeah, voice. Yeah, so hey, it's just fun, and you know, I always grew up watching Chip and Dale. They're all the episodes are on Disney Plus, by the way, of the old show. So you can you can get in there and check those out. So yeah, I, uh, I like I agree with you. This is this is a must watch, a fun little watch that that you can. It's only an hour and a half too, so. Um, for that, I'm also going to take this opportunity to plug anything Akiva Schaefer's done. Pop star, never stop, never stopping. Um, what was that one they just recently did with Andy Samberg where it was like the, um, it's the pool. Palm Springs? Palm Springs, Palm yes. Springs? Palm Springs, yes. Yeah. Like anything, uh, you know, th- they do, it's always fun. Hot Rod, uh, you, you've seen Hot Rod, right? Like, mm-hmm. so uh, th- they just do great movies. So this is another opportunity to say that. On the other side, I finally got to watch the first episode of Stranger Things. God damn, these are long episodes, Mike. Uh, they they, they <laughs> oh, spared yeah. <laughs> no expense on on the length of these season four uh, episodes to make up for the lack of not having anything for three years. Yeah. Um, if there was ever a show that was formulated to binge in one weekend, it is Stranger Things. I and I, I'm sure you can find mm-hmm. uh, a great flow with it. You know, doing an episode a day or a week or whatever you wanted yeah. to do, but. I'm just like, hopefully you don't have kids and commitments, right? Just clear your calendars and just uh, binge it all at once if you can. What's what's crazy about Stranger Things, and I told you this, like, I I hate this this part about it, is that they literally spend the first episode of every season reminding you how awkward these kids are and high school (laughs) is in Indiana. I'm like... Can you just get to the monsters? Like we we know everybody's haunted, or there's like some sort of portal in here. Can we can we just get to it quickly, please? Like I don't want to go through high school again in Indiana because we both grew up in high school in Indiana, uh, very similar <laughs> towns like these. So like we know what it's like. Let's let's get to the it, action. It is it it is almost a little bit you know take your medicine right just before you get to the to the good stuff, especially since the wife and I had just finished rewatching season three, so we were already like primed with like action and giant monsters, and then we're like oh yeah that's right you know they got to do their due diligence and set up the seasons and mm-hmm. where the characters are. The the only thing that they you know unintended consequences of like filming and pandemic and everything and the kids going through puberty right is. I, I believe the time difference between season three and season four is only supposed to be like a year. maybe like a year, a I couple think, of, I think maybe eight months. Yeah. Because, yeah, I'm getting, because it was the summer, it's the end, it's like basically July 
when season three ends because it's like the fourth of july and yeah. then you know spring forward to spring break so yeah we're lo- talking like eight to ten months and like no these kids look like they're like uh-huh. three years older so it's a little <laughs> bit of a disconnect there but uh i yeah like i said last week it's yeah. great i love it yeah yeah I, I, and Definitely, I think, you know, it's less, like, the first one, the first season, like, leans on nostalgia, right? This one's more grown up a little bit. Um, the new characters are interesting, you know. Um, they're, they're leaning into this Eddie guy quite a bit in the first episode. Very interested to see how all these go. So, I'm excited to watch more of it, but goddamn, there's just so much to watch. And I, I, there is so much to watch. I haven't even got to watch the, the, the last thing on your list here. Because, you know, that's <laughs> we're talking about so much. But go ahead and, 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 and bust me through here on this Ambul L.A. Yeah, streaming on uh, Peacock now is the movie Ambulance, the Michael Bay film starring uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. uh, Sorry, I can't remember his name, but the dude that played Dr. Manhattan in the HBO uh, HBO, um, Watchmen series. uh, It's it's like Yahya Abdul-Mateen the second. He's um, Black Manta in... Yeah, and then the uh, I can't remember the 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 woman's name. She's the the she plays uh, the the basically like the sidekick to uh, uh, Bloodshot in the Bloodshot film that we watched. Oh yeah, her name's yeah. Ava Ava something or whatever. Yeah. But if you're talking about high speeds and thrills, Chris, of flying around, uh, guess what? Michael Bay found out what a drone is, and he uses it every other mm-hmm. shot in this movie. He's going up. And then back down, and then twisting around, and he's even flying them around inside of banks. Uh, maybe a one too many, but it is kind of fun to see a visual filmmaker like Michael Bay, you know, starting to flex uh, new tools um, through and through. This is a Michael Bay film. Uh, the first half of the movie is great. You know, I'm you get vibes of kind of like those '80s, '90s action movies. Uh, but the second half really, really loses me, uh, you know, especially yeah. if you're at home. Like I said earlier, uh, this is a great time to kind of like pick up your phone and wait until like the third act comes to an end. Uh, yeah. Uh, they, and they make some weird decisions, too, since it's it's this weird thing where like you're you're doing all these high speed action chases, but like you're you're your kind of main characters are stuck in a slow moving box, right? The mm-hmm. titular ambulance. So it's like the, they have to make the cops extra stupid in this movie, right? They are just like plowing through dead ends and going off cliffs. They're finding any pebble in the road to flip their car over. So the ambulance can make it through this, like no one's causeway. smarter than Michael Bay. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, uh, yeah, I, I would say since it's free, if you got Peacock already, it even did that thing where like, like, oh, we'll show you like 120 seconds of ads and the rest of the movie will be ad free. So that was uh, that was pretty nice and pretty chill on my end. So, yeah, um, stay tuned for some fun stuff at the beginning. But I would say that the back half of it kind of betrays the, the energy and the fun of the film. And it's a little long, too. I, it clocks in over two hours. Uh, I think maybe like two hours and 20 minutes, maybe longer than that or shorter than that, somewhere in that zone. Uh, I think it should have been 90 minutes and it would have been would have been a better edition. But Ambulance over on Peacock, if mm-hmm. you want to check that out. And then, uh, drop this Friday, uh, I totally forgot, The Boys yeah. Season they, 3. They, did a, they did a Kenobi and dropped it early on Thursday night, actually. Yeah. It's here. It's ready to go. Cue up your man of recaps on YouTube if you need to catch up on season two. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one picks up, a, a ye- I think, a year later, kind of similar to Stranger Things in a way. Of, so at the beginning of the episode, you kind of have to catch up, see where our characters are. But they 
uh, do a great job of catching you in the cold open in the oh, first yeah. kind of 10 minutes of it. And there's uh, lots of blood and guts and gore, as you love to see in The Boys. All, all so I've heard is about this show so far is the cold open. And um, I, I, obviously you know why. Because I think yeah. I even told you what I heard about it as well. <laughs> yeah, uh, but no, like no sp- no spoilers, yeah. but it's definitely fulfilling some fan service of some things that you wish you could see happen in the Marvel universe. But uh, the first three episodes are ready to go, uh, and then the boys does what you love to hate, and they make Homelander. Just when you think you couldn't hate Homelander anymore, they find new ways, and it's just it's great. They're doing a great job with the boys. Yeah. So stay tuned. And, give give it a watch. And I believe it's it's weekly now. After the first three episodes are down, I believe it's weekly. Um, yeah, probably. I mean, they do a similar thing with their other shows, like Marvelous Miss Maisel, where you drop a couple at the beginning, and then it's uh, once a week. But yeah. Who knows? There's a chance that it could be twice a week. You don't really know until the next week rolls around, right? But I always find the boys really fascinating because it's one of those properties that, like, I'll hear my brother-in-law talk about who doesn't really keep up with any of this stuff, but he (laughs) watches the boys because most people out there in the world already have Amazon Prime. So, yeah, go check it out, the boys season three. Thumbs up so far for the first three I'm very excited to watch it. There's just... There are so many things out there to watch right now, and it's mm-hmm. just hard to keep it all up. But that's not, that's that's good because you know I don't think anything out here right now that we have to watch is terrible. Uh, so that's that's a that's a plus right now. So mm-hmm. let's do, let's just take this time here. We haven't even gotten to the news yet because we're still watching. Let's talk about stuff coming out here, and we'll just say yay or nay real fast mm-hmm. um, if we if we're excited for it. So next week is Jurassic Park Dominion or Jurassic World Dominion. Um, you 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 have tickets, so you're I got tickets, so I'll give it a yay. Okay, I'm gonna give it a meh. Um, oh, but, well, you didn't say meh was an option. Well, here's the thing. I've not watched the last one, so I, I don't feel like I'm, I'm equipped to answer this if I'm excited for it. Uh, um, man of recaps. Just, yes. just just Google Jurassic World. Well, uh, d- was it d- Domination? No, no. Deception? Fallen Kingdom. Fallen Kingdom. Fallen Kingdom, yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah. You're starting to list recap. off Resident Evil movies, Mike. Uh, you, yeah. you calm down here. Uh, That's what happens. Yes. Uh, Lightyear, the week after that. I'm going to give that a thumbs up. I'm ready for yeah, Lightyear. give it a give it a thumbs the up tickets aren't even on sale for this yet by the way uh, i looked at uh, looked it up today which is weird weird yeah weird uh thor love and thunder hell yeah thumbs up uh i saw the new trailer on the the big screen today with top gun maverick they don't show his butt in the the flick scene they they, they edit <laughs> the blurred butt out of that whole like Aww. you don't even see that, that wide shot it's, it's edited out and apparently that um it's not in our notes here but that's going to be on the mtv uh awards tonight a first look at this movie so Oh, we might talk about that next week. Elvis. Yeah, we were we yeah. were talking about uh, this uh, this uh, Tom Hanks. You're talking about Tom Hanks. Ren- yeah. yeah, Tom Hanks. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's in this one, but he's got an accent, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not just him and a coat and a mustache trying to be something else. He's so, in a coat yeah, and a mustache with a fat suit and an accent trying to be something. Yeah, else. I, yeah. I doubt I will go to the theater to see this, but I don't know who I, owns it. But this seems like it'll be on a streaming I, service by the end of the summer, right? I have forty-five days. <laughs> I've committed to watching this with my coworkers um, who mm. want to go after work. So I'm like, this seems like an after work coworker movie. Like, I'm, I don't need to be concerned about what I'm doing. I'm going to eat and drink mm. and watch a movie with everybody. So uh, I'm on the fence, but you know, I'm trying to hype myself up that it won't be bad. Bullet Train. I'm 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 excited for this one. I want give me. Oh, who's not hyped for it? Brad, Tons of great cast in this yeah, one. Yeah, Brad Pitt, uh, Bad Bunny, who's gonna go on to be an El Muerto later for Sony. Hell yeah. Yeah, we got we got to do our research for that potential Morbin crossover. Yes, yes, it is definitely Morbin time. The movie Nope at the end of the summer. 
Oh yeah, for sure. Plus, I don't. Plus, plus. I, I'm excited. I don't know if I'll watch that in theaters. Um, Ooh, I would have to suggest even if you're like not like really huge into like horror or feel yeah. like you could have just as good of a time at home. They're fun to watch yeah. in a big theater. Like we saw the last one in a theater, and it was it was great. Yeah, uh, and also end it with DC's League of Super Pets. Um, I say don't underestimate DC animation. Um, yeah, that's true. Uh, so I'm I'm I don't know if I'll see that in theaters either, but. HBO Max needs some content later, but that's why I know. Did I miss anything that you can think of off the top of your head? I'm not putting oh. Minions, The Rise of Gru in here. So, uh, <laughs> I rode the Minions ride for the first time last week at uh, Universal. Yeah, yeah the, the, the theming of the ride's pretty fun. It's all about Gru trying to turn people into Minions, and then the machine doesn't work. It's not the most high-thrill ride in the world, but, you know, it was, yeah. it was fun. Uh, it kind of reminded me of, like, the Minions mobile game. Do you remember, like, you know, all of those running games where you're just, like, running forward and you swipe left and right? Yeah, yeah, the Endless stuff. Runners, yeah. Yeah, I think they had, like, a Minions version of that game that was really popular, and I felt like I was in that game. So mm. it was kind of, kind of weird, but uh, the, the Minions are the best part, and Steve Carell's weird accent is grew mm. drives me crazy, so... It's really hard to enjoy yeah. that franchise myself. I um, as long as the memes don't you know, the minion memes that make no sense uh, online stop <laughs> coming out, I'm fine with this. But uh, other than that, yeah, I have no, I have no affinity either way. But let's jump into the news, Mike. We're halfway through the episode, or at least half hour in here. Uh, one Morbin time, Morbius. God, mm-hmm. so Sony's about to learn a very hard lesson uh, about laughing with you versus laughing <laughs> at you. Um, Here they thought we were laughing with them about all the cool things Morbius has. However, uh, they they, they were like, hell yeah, let's get in on this. Uh, Let's even have our actor, Jared Leto, post what time is it. It's Morbin time. Uh, They put the movie back in theaters this weekend. uh, Only made, uh, I think, $30,000 total this weekend. Uh, And uh, so that's the second. It's the only movie that's bombed twice, I I feel. (laughs) I feel like this. Uh, I feel like this uh, has a little bit of more nuance to it because unless it costs money to put the film back into theaters, which I don't believe that there's like a distribution cost necessarily. Well, like I, the way I look at it is, they just made more money. So I would yeah. say it was a. I would say whether or not it did a success, I would say it was a strategic uh, risk. That yeah. didn't didn't pay off, but like, wouldn't it be hilarious if it did? No, like, no we would all just be like, "Oh my god, the power of the morgue." We we cannot <laughs> let them win on this. I I I'm sorry, Mike. We we have to teach them a lesson. We are laughing. I'm at telling you. you, I'm still I'm still down for the fake rumor that we saw the other week. Uh, if they would just if they want to make a sequel that goes like straight to like some random streaming service, yeah, yeah, I'm okay with it. As long as I don't have to drag my butt to the theater to watch more of this. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to. I want like I would love more parody, right? Like I want them to acknowledge mm. the parody and not have Jared Leto be like pretentious about it. Like, oh my gosh, we made an art house film about superheroes, uh, and I'm like, no, no. But I, I think you know. Yeah, saying like it costs nothing to put something in theaters, I think is a little thing because they have to split ticket costs with or costs with the theaters who like we actually are getting more people to see Top Gun than Morbius, so we don't want to give up our theaters for you, Sony. Like, you're you're not gonna have any more screenings, but like, imagine doing so little uh, because you think that the world is going to go watch your movie again um, <laughs> when it's already it's it's not on streaming, but you can buy it online, I believe. Or and, and I also think the Blu-ray's out, so. Um, very interesting strategy. Nobody wins in the Morbius challenge this week. <laughs> so there's that. Disney Plus Day. Mike, what do we know about Disney Plus Day? 
I don't think we know anything about Disney yeah. Plus Day, except it's coming again, which, if it's anything like the last one, wasn't it just technically a long Twitter thread? Wasn't that it all was it was? Really just the bad. longest Twitter yeah. thread in the world. It was, it was November of last year, and it was really really bad like we were like oh we're gonna get some cool stuff and i'm pretty sure they didn't even give us any footage right it wasn't it just like here's some screenshots and um here's some other stuff uh going yeah on here. i i mean i don't mind them like leveraging you know the internet to like make these announcements but i just felt like the twitter thread functionally was not navigatable right uh-huh. and also like you can't really get public sentiment from a super long Twitter thread, right? Because you have to scroll through like a hundred tweets just to get like somebody's response. Well, and then you, you, you can't really respond to specific tweets like super easily. So I don't know, find a better way to do it. Yeah. So this year it has moved up two months to September 8th and will actually kick off or be right before the Disney 23 expo, the actual fan event. So, mm-hmm. um, I think maybe they have learned their lesson a little bit. Um, so, Maybe they're going to have something going on there, uh, some maybe some pre-recorded video, stuff like that, rather than, like you said, where they just did a live feed and then another – not a live feed, a uh, Twitter response to another response. Like it was just a, a never-ending thread of responses, right, that like, we missed. So, um, yeah, it does make you wonder if the Disney Plus day – like they're obviously going to hold things back, right, because you don't want to like, you know, blow your big news like – like I said, in a Twitter thread, when a couple of days later you're going to be holding panels at an expo, right? Mm-hmm. So I wonder if it'll be something like, oh, maybe they'll announce, not a, maybe announce a new show or maybe a show that's already announced. They'll give us like a logo title treatment for it. And then two days later at the panel, you know, we'll get like a teaser trailer, you know? Yeah, exactly. Or like, you know, hey, here's this and more details in a couple, like you said, a day or two kind of thing. It's um, the stretch before you run yeah. the marathon, right? Yes. And last year they released Jungle Cruise and Shang-Chi on Disney Plus the day of the event. This mm-hmm. year they're going straight with uh, Pinocchio, uh, the movie Pinocchio. with Tom Hanks. Oh, Geppetto. <laughs> yes. We saw a trailer for it earlier this week. Um, it didn't have anything. Um, it's got a CGI, you know, um, Jiminy Cricket. look kind of weird. No, I... I am so out of touch with classic Disney mm-hmm. that I totally forgot like the When You Wish Upon a Star song was oh, yeah. from Pinocchio. I thought like, oh, that's just the Disney song. That they just that's just a, a, a <laughs> melody that they invented for the opening title crawl of the Disney credits. Yeah, that that's all they do, Mike. Uh, it's always <laughs> like Song in the South. Uh, remember that they did that in those movies. They'll play it every once in a while, but they they don't let you uh, they don't let you play it. Uh, very often in in the parks anymore, but yeah, I mean um, Disney Plus Day. I'm excited for some stuff. Maybe like that would be a day like to announce the Chip and Dale stuff, right? Like the the things like I don't need to know. I I want more information about the Marvel projects and the Star Wars projects and the you know the bigger stuff. Like for this, like if you're gonna do it like a Twitter feed or a smaller thing, give us the stuff that's gonna come out that's gonna surprise us, right? Like a Chip and Dale mm-hmm. reboot or sequel or you know something like that that we could really bite into. So. Um, That'll be here before we know it, uh, so uh, we'll keep you guys posted if we get any more news out of this little event. Uh, on the other side of Disney+, Plus, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is coming to Disney+, Plus on June 22nd, so here in just three weeks, less than three weeks mm-hmm. now. Uh, it's great. It's now the highest grossing release uh, in 2022 in the U.S., beating the Batman, so uh, congratulations on its theatrical run, and also... 
Mike, uh, the new Hot Toys for Dead Strange Ooh. was announced, and I th- immediately saw it and sent it to you within like minutes. You did it to me. This is exactly what I was hoping for. The uh, the Zombie Strange, as I like to call him, with his yeah. uh, just skull dark wings. It's three hundred eighty five bucks, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I want it. I want it. I'm battling my inner demons, it's, his physical demons. It looks so cool to see this guy. So. Um, I'll, I'll link the I'll link it here below. But like, there's a mode where the skeletons are literally coming out of the cape behind him. Uh, oh, it's great! And like, there's so many different ways you can like, you know, have fun with this. And I'm like, man, even I I don't do hot toys, but like, this looks so cool. Um, yeah. And I believe uh, is there a mode where he can like? It looks like he's flying. No. Yeah, so- I think I think they do like a whole. I think they do like a whole photo shoot, just like how they would do a photo shoot with like a real person, yeah. but like with the toy. And actually, since it's at pre-orders right now, I would not be shocked if these aren't the real toy, and maybe they could possibly just be renderings. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know because they're so, on pre-order, so they still have to make them. <laughs> yeah. So judging by this, uh, and then we have a friend of the show, Jason, who who has a lot of hot toys. This looks like the actual figure based on this. Um, mm-hmm. These some of these photos here, which is really cool. He's got the mouth uh, slashed across his face. You know, you can see his rib cage, uh, and and the cape really sells me. If it was just the the figure by himself, meh. But like the stand with the cape and the skeletons coming out of it, just really Ooh, nails the look. So um, mm-hmm. that's available now for pre order through Sideshow or your local comic book store slash action figure store. And we've included the link in our show notes to check that out. It's just really, really cool. And I, I, this is Mike's weakness. I knew this was Mike's weakness as well. When I saw it. I'm like, actually, like, I don't want, I don't want like a was it Marvel Legends toy? Like you buy at Walmart. I'm like, it has to be mm-hmm. the good one. It has to be quality. So um, check that link out. Fantastic Four lost a director, uh, John Watts. He's going over to Star Wars instead for a little bit. Um, but mm-hmm. the reports are that they're not a new director for Fantastic Four will not be announced soon. Um, because they are looking for a big name, quote unquote, like Sam Raimi did for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness for this film, uh, to bring mm. in like their own visual style, uniqueness, and like you know the um, not respect, but like you know like someone you trust, you know, to make a movie like that. Yeah, somebody with. I mean, I think the biggest takeaway of Sam Raimi is just somebody with a vision, right? something that doesn't feel too cookie cutter. Somebody wants to put their own stamp on it. I'm mm-hmm. sure there's recommendations out there. I'm sure people have like, you know, done the quote unquote fan casting of this do, director. But yeah. uh, what are, what are the odds? Can't they just get Sam Raimi? Like, does he well, not want to do it? Or is he well, busy? <laughs> Sam Raimi is, is he's, he brought his fingerprints of horror to, to multiverse of madness, right? Like his background's horror. Mm-hmm. Like fantastic four is not horror. What if you got, and this is a stretch, this is a, the biggest stretch I could pull out of this, Christopher Nolan in for Fantastic Four. <laughs> I, and I only say this because he, he is, since Batman, he has leaned into Interstellar, he's leaned, you know, he's done the um, Inception, well, he's done really crazy stuff. Well, I mean, I feel like Nolan would be a, a good grab at the moment just because he was so mad at Warner Brothers. Yeah you know, over the release of uh, his last film. So he kind of seems like he could possibly be a free agent out there in the world. 
you know, it makes you wonder, you do, do you just automatically assume that he's going to kind of take the direction he's taken all of his movies, the, the very dramatic, very serious, right? Then mm-hmm. I mean, do we want that for Fantastic Four? Uh, I think maybe I would maybe position him for like a different franchise, but I do like the idea of maybe Nolan kind of crossing the aisle James Gunn style and Mm -hmm. doing a little bit of both, right? Yeah, and and I think give him like a 1960s Fantastic Four where it doesn't have to touch the Marvel Universe. Like he can just create and do what he wants without having to worry about fitting in, right? Like I think that would be, hey, set up our Fantastic Four and go. Now, I mean, I'm thinking more mind trippy science fiction stuff. You know, like Tenet was, was fantastic. Uh, You know, who's, there's no guarantee he'd do it, but like that's just kind of my go-to. I wouldn't know because Fantastic Four, you want it to be lighthearted sci-fi. Who else do you, who does lighthearted sci-fi right now out there? Would be my my question, Mike. Is this is this a Lord and Miller kind of thing? Even oh, that, I mean, who who? I mean, they might not want to be on the Star Wars Kathleen Kennedy side, but maybe co- crossing over to the Feige side. Mm-hmm. And I almost forgot to to bring it up, but it was just kind of more of an off the cuff remark. But uh, Feige did say he was kind of considering a possible marvel style expo in the vein of a star wars celebration yeah. so oh yeah, yeah. the avengers kind of kind of yeah maybe when some of these uh, announcements come out i mean it makes a whole lot of sense right you have you have equal if not a more energy in the fan base uh, of marvel right now you get more you properties star wars. you get more hours yeah. I mean, we talked about we talked last week about hours of content or shows right like mm-hmm. literally marvel has more than star wars by a long shot i think at this point or- i met I met two people last week that both the only Star Wars movie that they had ever seen was the very first one, A New Hope, or Star Wars, or Episode 4, whatever you want to call it, right? That was the only one that they had ever interacted with, but they had seen every Marvel movie, and they were Marvel no. fans. So, I mean, I'm not trying to pit the two properties against each other, but yeah. There's a fan well, pace out there for an Avengers Con for sure. Oh, 100 percent, and and not and more than just a Comic Con, right? Comic Cons are great, mm-hmm. but like you know, there, there's a, a Marvel, like yeah, yeah, just maybe even like a Marvel Con, Avengers Con, like where it's everything, just Marvel it would be fun. I I would probably go to that, uh, or at least attempt to go to it, uh, for sure. But um, yeah, 100 percent. I think Fantastic Four's got an opportunity for for some science fi directors. If you guys listening have any director recommendations, send them our way, and we will make sure. They get placed on Kevin Feige's desk himself uh, from <laughs> us. I Am Groot uh, posted uh, literally just a couple hours ago. Uh, it's a release date, August 10th uh, on Disney+. Plus. A bunch of Marvel Studios original shorts. Looking here is Baby Groot, right? Um, mm-hmm. He's 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 an alcoholic, apparently, with his little uh, martini glass. Where did he get the tiny margarita glass? I yep. mean, I get it. It's fun. It's lighthearted. Yeah. I like the poster. He's got the sunglasses on. He's got the air freshener as the tree. Yeah. But, like, the the glass should be giant. Where yeah. did he get the tiny miniature glass? Exactly. And then there's, like, two little aliens with, like, four eyes next to him there. Mm. So I want to know what, he, what trouble he's getting into. I want to know. Um, like, this is not something I, I plan to take seriously or canonically, uh, even mm-hmm. even though it might be. But this is also a week before She-Hulk, weirdly enough. Like, they don't care anymore. Dates are overlapping left and right on Disney+. Plus. Uh, so... Mm. Um, they're they're premiering things on a Friday and then shifting them to Aaron on Wednesdays oh, now. Yeah, yeah surprises both. We'll talk about that in a minute. But like, uh, I, I'm this looks fun. Uh, hopefully, you know, quality's good. And uh, I think I think Baby Groot, Kid Groot, whatever we call him, is hilarious. Uh, he's he's a fun character. Really enjoyed him in Guardians too, right? With the the bomb button, he's like press mm-hmm. this button, 
And he's like, nah. gotta love him. So, um, it's gonna sell your toys all over the place with that. So August 10th, put on your calendars, folks. This week we get Miss Marvel on Disney Plus. Uh, I've been for the past two weeks. I've seen people who got like for the first episodes or two or three uh, like reviewers kind of to them. Mm-hmm. Um, for people who don't know the character, apparently they're gonna love it, uh, and they don't think they have enough prints of the original run of Miss Marvel to sustain the um, the reaction that are gonna go with this. So. Oh, Very- I actually saw some um, some online, obviously unsubstantiated conversations out there in the ether yeah. that uh, comic book stores were having trouble kind of keeping up with She-Hulk and Moon Knight yeah. comic book runs on the shelf. So that just made me really happy, just knowing that people are going into comic book stores yeah. and buying comics. Like, what a, what a great what a great turn. Uh, for uh, comic book stores, right? Yeah. You know, when originally they were ghost towns for a little while, and then hard to maintain back yeah. around. Yeah, yeah, and 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 that's that's even better. I'm glad people are picking up the physical copies. I know digital are a thing. I read a lot of my books on computers or iPads over the years, but I still have my physical collection. I really, really enjoy as well. Uh, but my wife probably wishes I didn't have as many as I do. But <laughs> oh well. But Wednesday, June 8th, Miss Marvel, uh, first episode. I'm very excited to check out this first episode. We, we've talked about this for a very long time. Um, her power set's different. They're going to explain it. Um, really, really excited to get back into some Marvel stuff and, and see how this... Because this one, while Moon Knight was very disconnected from the MCU, this one seems very connected to the MCU because she's literally referencing Captain Marvel uh, and wearing her costume uh, pretty early on. So uh, we'll check that out this week and report back to you guys next week. Obi-Wan Kenobi premiere was the most the two episode premiere was the most watched disney plus original series worldwide um i would say this goes back to what you said uh, a couple months ago where people who've only seen the original uh new hope would know who this character is right like if that's the only movie you've ever watched you would know who obi-wan kenobi is Uh so uh that's that's pretty that's pretty cool for that and then they went and uh yanked the rug out from under us and gave us the wednesday debut episode three uh which i did not realize until i was halfway through the workday i'm like oh they're (laughs) There are Star Wars conversations happening on the internet. I should probably get off of here before I get home. Uh, yep, so. and we are halfway through yes. the season now, which is funny because I see a bullet point here that says there might be yeah. another season. The the rumor is the second season is reportedly in the works for this, um, which, you know, uh, I don't know if it's going to be a similar story. Um, I will forever never trust the phrase limited series anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I was under the impression it was we were going to be it's six limited. and done here. Nope. It's, it's limited to several seasons, uh, yeah. and, then, and then we'll be done. Um, I also wouldn't be surprised if this is just wishful thinking on, like, everyone's part, right? Like, mm-hmm. hey, you know. Or, or who knows, maybe, obviously, since it's, like, you know, a, a report, a rumor, maybe a character is going to get spun off into a different show yeah. or something. Who knows? Yeah, th- I mean, um, 100%. Like, there, there's a lot they could do here, you know, um, I think one of the articles I read was the reaction to Darth Vader is has been really good, so they're looking to put him in more things, which I don't think we need to be doing, but that's fine, whatever they want to do. Um, you know, and, and this is also uh, the midpoint, you know, this week. I don't I don't think we'll have a discussion this week on it, but um the, you you're familiar with the, the, the journey of writing television and movies, right, Mike? Like uh-huh. the midway point you set your character up at the, either they're at their highest point and they're about to fall or the lowest point and they have to come up. And I would say this nails the the it hits the nail right on the head. It's like, here's the lowest point of this show right now um, with it. But I will say, before, I, like I said, we're not going to discuss the show uh, in, in third, but 
I, I really enjoyed seeing Vader just drag somebody with the force behind him through a street in this episode. I was like, that's pretty cool. We've not seen that. Yeah. Yet. Yeah, it is. It's very strange, right? Getting, like, because Anakin and Hayden Christensen have been brought to the forefront of the marketing and the promotional you know, just recently, right? But still, when Vader talks, it's still just James Earl Jones. Yeah. And it's so hard for me to connect that in my brain because, like, oh, I know that's Anakin under the, the emotional connection that Ewan McGregor had with him on screen, you know, back in the movies. But it's just James Earl Jones coming out of the, you know, yeah. the mechanical breather. So it is kind of weird for me to... um to cross in it, my head. It, they brought him back too, thankfully. This isn't one of those AI robot voices either. Mm-hmm. That was actually uh, James Earl Jones, who is still alive, age 91, voicing Darth Vader. Ooh, he's doing a great job. That because uh, usually I feel like once you get to that age, I, maybe they're doing some like kind of like digital cleanup yeah. a little bit that could be possible. But since his voice has kind of always kind of come through like a little bit of kind of like a, you know, a tin can filter, if you will, maybe mm-hmm. that kind of helps. Uh, a little bit along the way, I, you know, we won't we won't jump into the episode in any depths, but uh, this one was a little bit more entertaining just because yeah. the addition to Vader. But the the show, the pacing of the show, just still feels very odd to me. Like mm-hmm. it just something there's something clunky. I don't know what it is. I don't know what metaphor I want to say. I don't know if there's a gear that needs to be greased or if there's a like a twig and a spoke and it keeps clattering every time the paddle it, goes around but like something that's just off and i cannot quite figure it out so maybe maybe tune in the next couple of weeks I, maybe i'll figure it out i think to me um it, it is t- there are too many cooks in the kitchen if you will in character wise um the the I, addition of hey here are three no four inquisitors but if you don't know what an inquisitor is fuck you uh <laughs> it, it's really weird like why do they need so many villains in one in one show uh and even though like no one's really fighting him yet but vader at this point right so um yeah i i think it's really interesting to see that many inquisitors but one thing i i i did enjoy i love seeing the glow of lightsabers in the dark uh and they definitely did a lot of glowy lightsabers in the dark on this one yeah that was that was kind of clever because you know you think oh yeah back when they originally made these movies they didn't have the gigapixel led lightsaber to illuminate because they went out of their way to kind of make that scene like pitch black so it was just two lightsabers in the moon so visually that was interesting yeah i i like i said i just um Dragging somebody through a street with the force is something we hadn't seen before. I'm like, yeah, we need we need to see more of this stuff. That'd be pretty cool. Um, the Bad Batch trailer dropped after we stopped recording last week for the Star Wars Celebration. Uh, season 2 trailer dropped. Uh, this is some time has passed since the first season. I know you've not watched it yet, right? Um, but uh, they have updated their outfits with some new colors. Uh, they've kind of aged up Omega a little bit. Uh, 16 episodes, second season, dropping September 28th on Disney+. Plus. So... Uh, that'll be a good four months for me to to watch every week. Yeah, I won't. I won't watch it, but I do like just seeing Filoni get his way. Yeah. Right? You know, he's like, yeah, I want to make more Bad Batch. Yeah, I, let me do whatever I want. And yeah, because he's he's a golden goose now. He he. Well, between this and Tales of the Jedi, his um, Clone Wars animation and like like kind of a feel and vibe is just carrying on like mm-hmm. through so many different properties, and I love that. Like something he started in like what two thousand seven, two thousand eight just keeps going and going and going and going and now he's he's diving into live action he's handling ahsoka um 
I, I would watch a documentary just with him alone on yeah. stuff. So. I would I would love to see Filoni like cash in on all of this at some point in time and do something in the vein where you know Lord Miller made the the Mitchells versus the Machines like a totally yeah. brand new IP that's animated that they wanted to make. You know, Filoni's printing all of this Star Wars cash. Yeah. Just like let him make something wholly original. Just de- delve into any art style he wants to do, even mm-hmm. if it costs a ridiculous amount of money i would just i'd love to see well, that i i you say that but then i look at what kind of like the russo brothers did whenever they got off of marvel for a little bit there i'm like hmm, maybe, maybe he likes being there hey <laughs> we got we got the gray man that's Let, true let's let's wait until we see the gray that's man. true i think i think feloni loves star wars i think he loves being oh iconic. yeah yeah and like I'm I was, not saying he's not having a good time, but, but you know, but maybe maybe that's what he wants to. Maybe he wants to do like uh, like maybe he wants a Star Wars movie of his own. Like maybe it's like give me give me my run. Maybe a three three movie animated movie even online. Ooh, the like, Filoni trilogy. Maybe yeah. that's what kind of heals the yeah. fan base. Yeah, I I'd, I'd put him in charge and, and give him that that kind of stuff. So um, and then you know I I my goal this summer, Mike. I'm going to tell you this right here is to finish watching avatar the last airbender uh, i'm somewhere in book two uh so i have to go find out where i was but i will try to finish this good, this show good, this summer mike good book to be in yeah. a lot of uh, a lot of zuko character development yes yes and from my, my understanding is um in the end of the second chapter second act uh your character is at their lowest point right uh, so mm. <laughs> very excited to see where this kind of goes with it uh, movie. I didn't put this. I got. I got to relink this, Mike. But we. I know we both watched the uh, teaser mm-hmm. trailer for Gotham Knights, uh, and goddamn, does this not look fun? Uh, <laughs> uh, I love. I love the concept of it. I have. I know nothing about Gotham Knights, so maybe this is pulled straight from a comic book run out there. But I do like the idea of Batman dies. They're trying to figure out who killed them, and then it's kind of like these scrappy teens kind of come yeah. out of the woodwork and seem to form a team. The idea is clever, but like I said to you earlier in the week, in the hands of the CW, it just seems like another ploy to not put Batman on the screen again. Yeah. Uh, be prepared to do uh, two seasons of this on the CW. Mm. Um, but, like, the thing with me is, like, the whole trailer is like, did you know your dad was Batman? And I'm like... Is his dad Batman? Like, like, what's going? Like, what, what are we missing here? This is nothing like the Gotham Knights game coming out, and it's blowing my mind because the Gotham Knights game is Batman is dead, yes, but you get to play as Nightwing, Robin, Batgirl, or the Red Hood. Uh, so, like, none of those characters are in this, right? Like, I don't see anyone but like Carrie Kelly's Robin, and like, oh, are you the Joker's daughter? Kind of thing. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you just want to reference, like you said, be tangential to Batman without actually having Batman in here. So, uh. I don't know if it'll be any good, but, you know, you can at least see the trailer. It feels a lot like a, a Riverdale and Gotham kind of thing, but, you know, maybe I'm oversimplifying it. Last bit of news for the day. Uh, actually, kind of unrelated to everything else. Uh, Mad Max spinoff Furiosa. The filming is underway. Uh, mm-hmm. And this has got Anya Taylor-Joy as Furiosa. And uh, Chris Hemsworth is in this. And I forget who the other actor is. Uh, but, like, you know, it's... The prequel of Fury Road. Everyone loves Fury Road, right? Like, I've never met someone who's like, I don't like Fury Road. Magnificent so, film. Um, so, I guess I need to look this up. Is this being done by George Miller? Jo- it is being done by George Miller. So, oh, it's got the guy um, from Ambulance. The guy you couldn't pronounce his name. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. Too. So, uh, that's that's a hell of a cast. I think I think those are three, three main cast members I really, really enjoy. So, um, 
I'm, I'm excited to watch this. It's supposed to come out next, uh, or in two years, 2024. Um, so, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, George Miller is 77 out here, still making movies. So, Ooh. Yeah, it's weird. It almost seems like... It's weird to say that it seems like the film would almost be better off it was if it was directed by somebody else, mm-hmm. just because then you wouldn't have to live up to almost the near perfection that was Fury Road, right? Because yeah. you could always just like, oh, well, it was a different director, so a slightly different interpretation of the character. So, you know, even though it's not as good, right, you know, we're still getting like another story. But now yeah. since it's him, they're like, oh, so this is basically going to be more of the amazingness that you brought us yeah. years ago. So we'll see. It, we'll see if it goes that. And way. it's a prequel. Uh, yeah. Prequel wise, uh, I just looked this up. Holy shit! Twenty fifteen was uh, Fury Road. Um, it's this movie will be nine years old by the time the next one comes out. <laughs> so um, I, surprising. I I wonder. I would love to maybe see a little bit of subversion in uh-huh. some way around how she loses her arm, right? Yeah. Because, like, you think in your head, like, oh, does it happen, you know, in the third act when she's, like, trying to save the day, so she sacrifices her arm or whatever to defeat the villain that she needs to defeat? Or, you know, does A cat she scratches it? her and she loses oh, her arm. God, no, I'm still not I'm still not over that. Uh, don't, don't, don't bring up that baggage. <laughs> uh, but, I, you know, it could be kind of clever. Maybe there could be something clever there. I don't know exactly what it would be, but, um, yeah, I, I'll, I'll be watching it. You yeah. know, if it's anything like Fury Road, you got to see it in theaters. There, yeah, there's a, there's a lot, like, for my home theater, Fury Road is one of my go-to movies, right? Like, the the... HDR the the light and darks in the film the sound alone because it's not there's not it's not a dialogue heavy movie um it, it the music everything just comes together so well so like that's like one of those things like when you get a nice home theater that's what you want because like it just all blends perfectly so uh very very excited for that um for this to come out hopefully hopefully the 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 quality is there and they're not just putting out a prequel to put out a prequel along the way mm-hmm. so um for that. All right, Mike, that's the news. Kept it. Uh, most of it was uh, discussing what we watched because we both were in love with Chip and Dale. Chip and Dale. Rescue Range. Chip and Dale. With this danger. I love that joke at the end of like, oh, the audience just wants to hear the original, but let's play the version with the. Let's play the updated pop version of it, yeah. And then Was that Post Malone? I didn't catch who was doing the updated version. I don't know. I'm going to look this up here real fast. It was catchy, though. It was one of the few times where I actually, like, oh, no, I like this. I like the modern pop version it was it. post malone you're correct nice so good good call good call there yeah everybody came together for that one but anyway if people want to know what you're up to what you're doing this week where can they find you at oh they can find me at mike royer design on instagram twitter and tiktok and you could read my web comics at pickled chris if people want to catch up with you where are you you can find me on twitter valdan v-a-l-d-a-n or instagram valdan 87 the new fortnite season out with like I predicted, Darth Vader and uh, Indiana Jones. So uh, if I get any clips or put anything online, I'll be sharing that online as well. If you want to know more about the show, uh, what we're doing, uh, we might be a little late next week recording, folks, so be prepared for that. Uh, where can they find that at? Oh, all you have to do is hop on the Fury Road and drive over to the headquarters, which is SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host our show to get our awesome show notes. So if you want to see uh, all of the things that we talked about in this week's episode, we got our show notes over there on the website. 
Uh, you can get our upcoming release calendar. So if you want to see all the things coming out this summer, this fall, winter, next year, the upcoming years of announced stuff, we got an awesome upcoming release page over there that we like to use as a tool for ourselves. So we wanted to provide it to our listeners. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, wherever else you love to listen to find podcasts. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash story. We love hearing from you. Please reach out and let us know what you thought of, I don't know, anything that we talked about. Yeah. Uh, Top Gun Maverick, Chippendale, Stranger Things, Ambulance, The Boys. We love we love hearing from you. And we also love our super fans. And shout out to friend of the show and super fan, uh, Quentin Parker. Congratulations yes. for having his very first uh uh, baby girl just born just a couple days ago so congratulations to the parkers Woo! over there and this will be the true test to see if he listens to the very end of our podcast because right. we we know he chimes in uh, every once in a while when he's listening but God, we'll see I, if he makes it to the end he i love he'll, he'll our group chat just blows up i'm like what's going on oh quentin's listening to the show and uh, <laughs> one of us is in trouble uh, so it's, it's very fun <laughs> Exactly. So if you want to be a super fan like that and have your next, I don't know, child announced uh, on Mm -hmm. the podcast, uh, just all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and then, like I said, create brand new fans by Mm -hmm. having babies. That's right. We'll be here every week, folks. That's right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe.